Episode 31, Discovering Your Purpose with Catherine McCourt. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin, and today Michelle, myself, and guest Catherine McCourt discuss what is holding people back from finding and becoming their true, authentic selves, and how finding that help can discover your purpose in life. Are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection, and in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin. I'm Michelle Masago. And today with us is our guest, Catherine McCourt, a certified transformational life and business coach and a host of the podcast, Fearless Future. She works to empower individuals to discover their purpose and develop that new mindset to help them transform their lives. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you for being on our podcast, The Story in Your Head. So you talk a lot about fear that I've read through your your website and other things. And I'm really curious, and we talk a lot about fear too, and what people have to do to, to deal with it. What fear did you have to overcome to arrive in the place that you are today? Oh, wow. Well, first, <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. Really excited to be here. Fear. Yeah. I mean, my whole coaching practice and what I'm doing now through my platform with my podcast. And that is really around a fearless future. And people, you know, they do realize that it takes a lot of courage, you know, to move from one place to another. And my coaching, I do a lot around helping people move through that fear, or actually dilute it in a way. So fear is false evidence appearing real if you look at that acumen. And so what that means is that often in our heads, we create these forms of fear. And fear, I feel, comes from a couple of places. So one is the unknown, right? It's it's unknown, so that's fearful. Another is that you might have something to lose um, should you take a certain direction or a certain path. And another is really the fear that's instilled in our heads. So whether that's things we've heard or past experiences that we've had, and it might stop us in our tracks and make us feel that we can't move forward with something or can't do something. And so what I coach around with my clients is really first is dissecting that fear and figuring out if without finding out the true root of where that fear comes from. So what type of fear it is and what where it's being derived from, then you can't really manage it or move through it because you're just going to spin it in your head. As we know, we're, we're habitual humans and, you know, we get one thought and we start holding on to it and it keeps repeating <laughs> itself. So the true thing is, is to find the root cause of what that fear is. And once you do that, then you're more able to assess how it is that you can navigate it and get through it. And so for for my journey, there's a couple of things that really came up. So I've talked about really early on 
in my 20s, realizing that my life wasn't, all things seemed great, meaning I had a great job, I had a boyfriend, I had great friends. But there was just something that was really just not sitting well with me in terms of how I was living my life. There was, I always felt like there was something different and something more. And at the time, I ended up having some devastating news hit my family with two family members who fell quite ill with devastating diseases. And that all happened within one year. And what that did is it actually got me to reconsider what I was doing and make me realize that moving forward with fear is better than not moving forward at all. And so I took a leap. It just so happened I was laid off of my job as well. So that kind of played a part of it and realized that, hey, you know what? There is no better time for me to start making the changes that I want to change in my life and move in the direction. So where I was, there was nothing really wrong with where I was living or what I was doing necessarily, it just didn't feel right to me. And I knew that there was something more that I wanted out of my life. And no one seemed to be living the way that I had envisioned living. So I decided that it was time for me to spread my wings and move away from the place where I grew up and start my own journey. So moving through that fear, moving to a place where I didn't really know anybody, I didn't have a job, I would say that that was pretty fearful. (laughs) or I was pretty fearful, or people were even fearful for me. But I was also extremely excited. And I didn't necessarily feel fear, I would say, in those moments when I landed out west, it was more of an excitement, an excitement of what I could build and what I could create. And so it was as if I left the fear behind and moved forward. Thank you, Catherine. One of the, thank you for your story and your space. I'm connecting it to like, where did your purpose shift there? Like, where did your mindset shift or how did they, how do you connect those two together, purpose and mindset? And how did those shift for you? Sure. I think I've always been on the pursuit of purpose. I've always been a really intuitive person and somebody who always wanted to understand the deeper meaning behind things. And I always wanted to understand what made people tick. So, you know, why were certain people doing certain things? And why were others not? Or why did other people achieve certain things and others didn't? I was always very curious from a young age. And it just set me off on this journey of always asking why. Why why do they have this or why do they do this? And so I would have to say that I only really started understanding the true meaning of living with purpose probably in my 30s. But in my 20s, I still felt like I was on that pursuit. So when I say that, I mean that I was always looking for the reason why I wanted to do certain things or, you know, how I could do certain things. And so purpose really is the why and the reasoning behind what we do. So whether that's your job, whether that's you as a parent, whether that's you as a partner, who you are in your community. So purpose is truly the why behind the things that we do and the reasoning behind it. But what it also brings is value to yourself. So it's giving you some sense of value, or it's bringing value to others. And so I would say, when I really understood purpose, as I said before, is in my mid 30s, and I was looking for new work, I'd been doing my own freelancing for a couple of years. And 
I realized that I wanted to work for an organization that had true purpose. And I ended up coming across a company that absolutely had that. They were a company that were fully into sustainability. They were into helping protect the planet. So to give you an example, they're a clothing company for the outdoor industry. And their whole purpose is to help others recognize that they could wear something other than plastic out in nature. So I felt that it was something I could get behind. And it's something that stuck with my values as someone who wanted to, well, A, I'm a very active person and love to be outdoors and in nature. But I also recognize that it fell within my values of wanting to be environmentally sound, you know, help the environment versus hurt the environment. And so I would say that was my first real understanding of what it meant to start living with more purpose. Yeah, thanks. How did you figure out your purpose? To find my purpose, I had to look at all the things that resonated with me, things that I knew made me thrive. So what am I really good at? What were my values? What were some of my passions? And, you know, I had hired a life coach at some point in my 30s. And within like one session, she said, God, Catherine, you want to build an empire, because I had so many passions and so many things that that I felt that I enjoyed doing. And it was taking those things over the, the next couple of years and starting to realize like, what really do all these things combined mean? So for example, there's five things maybe that I was interested in. So what is common within those five things? And those you start drilling down on those core things that are common and that will help lead you to purpose. So for me, it was realizing that I love to create. I love conversation. So not necessarily me talking, but I love asking questions and hearing others' stories, hearing what makes them tick. I'm just, I love conversation with people and I've never been afraid to talk to a stranger and understand, you know, maybe someone else's story or where they've been and what they've done with their life. So creativity, listening and communication for me was really key. And I love sharing knowledge. So I'm a learner, a natural learner. I love to learn things. I've read a million books. And I love to share knowledge with others. So I looked at all the things and wondered why I was so attracted to them. And it's because they had a piece of each of those things in it. And so when I was finally able to go, okay, what is it that I ultimately want to do? I knew that it was something that I could learn, coach, create, and coaching is really what has provided me with that. I'm able to help others move from one place to another and get to their true authentic being. And I'm also able to share knowledge in helping people through life, whether that's through stress, burnout, finding their own purpose. Maybe they want to create something themselves. And I feel that it, I just naturally have been able to get people to think differently, to ask them powerful questions, to help them rethink maybe where they're at and how to re-engage with where they want, want to go. Thanks, Catherine. One of the things that we hold as important is to build connections and specifically to have authentic connections. How does that make a difference for you? And is that part of your process? And what do you call an authentic connection? And how important is it? Sure. Well, I think authenticity starts with yourself. So first and foremost, when you can be authentically you 
and understand what that truly means, then you will naturally be more authentic in your relationships, whether it's personal or professional. And the authenticity part, even if you are in a situation where something is failing, so again, it could be personal or professional. If you have shown up and been truly authentic to who you are, meaning you understand who you are as a being, your values, what moves you, um, what drives you, if you show up authentically and something fails, you can feel still feel good about knowing that you gave everything and it was wholeheartedly authentically who you are. And because it failed or the reason that it failed wasn't necessarily that it wasn't you showing up, you showed up. So I think it's really important for people to understand that, you know, it's okay to be you and it's okay to fail. Um, but as long as you show up and show up authentically as you, the failure is should be less of a, of a hit, I guess. In relationships, you know, if you are being authentic, like I said before, it naturally will lead you to have more authentic relationships with others. And if I can talk about, you know, in a professional perspective, so I'm someone who has been in sales and business development pretty much my whole career and marketing as well. And so these are all roles where you have to build relationships, whether it's with internal teams or external teams. And if you can be truly authentic in, a, in arriving in those conversations, whether it's a good conversation or one that might rock the boat, as long as you stay the course of being truly authentic, meaning who you are and standing by the values and everything that you stand for, that conversation will go a lot different and a lot better. And in fact, even during failures where you think you might lose something, you might actually gain in the long run. Yeah, what do you think holds people back? from being their authentic self and how do you help them find themselves, their authentic self that is? Sure, holding back comes from a variety of places, much like the fear. Things that hold us back are things we've learned through our life, things we've experienced, things we've been told, our own perception of things. And a lot of times, so in my coaching, the thing that I usually start with is let's get to the facts because the facts aren't going to lie. And so what I mean by that is when we look at what is holding someone back, so whether it's a fear or whether it's just something that they they feel they innately know is not going to work out for them, what I do is I start dissecting it with them and figure out when in their life have they approached something similar and actually succeeded. And a lot of times they they are able to come up with something and they just didn't think of it in the same way as this particular situation that they're fearful of or holding back from. And so if we can, as I said, get back down to the foundational facts of where this all started, that they started this fear or wanting to hold back from it is the place where we can start dismantling it and make them realize that they have a examples that they have succeeded or Examples maybe of others who have also done it who are similar to them. So it is all about when when things are holding you back, you may not be being your authentic self. You know, I, I have a lot of clients that will come to me and say, I, I, I so want this, but they, they won't drive forward for it. And if we can start figuring out what is holding them back, those facts, then we can start moving them into truly who they are 
and finding things that resonate. So for example, I recently wrote something which was about realizing that there's not one way to get to a certain success or to get to a certain place that someone wants to go. And a lot of times what holds us back is what I call the comparisonitis. So people constantly compare themselves to what they're seeing in the media or what they're seeing on social media or what they see others are doing. And that's a big piece is that that is not them. Those people may have succeeded in a certain way because they did it in a way that resonated with them. So my work with my clients is A, finding those facts, but then finding out the path that's best going to flow with that client. So if they're not a natural networker, I'm not going to make them go to a bunch of events and try to network if that can give you an example of what that might look like. So it's about finding the thing that makes them tick and working in a way that works with their flow, not trying to mold them into something that somebody else has done just because it succeeded for them. Thanks, Catherine. So if you could, what what is the story that you had to rewrite? Sure. I think I had to rewrite the story about being smart. So, you know, through life, you start realizing that there's so many different areas that people are smart in. It's not just one type of intelligence that exists in this world. And for myself, you know, I was an average student. I, you know, may not have the best grammar and I may not be able to solve the greatest physics (laughs) formula. But in saying that, being smart, what I realized throughout my life is that I was smart in different ways and not necessarily the traditional school textbook way. So although I did well in school, and in fact, economics and strategic marketing were two of my top grades in college, I never felt smart enough. I didn't go to one of the elite colleges. You know, I chose one that was more of a technical hands-on because I recognize that I'm a creative person and as well as more someone who learns better hands-on. But what that taught me is hanging out with others who did go to elite schools and seeing the differences I had to get over and rewrite for myself that, hey, you know what, I may not learn like them, but it doesn't mean that I am not smart. And there are so many other things that people brought to light for me throughout my career, whether they were mentors or whether they were leaders that I worked with, or even just others in my family or friend circles that would say, God, you're so intuitive and you're so, you know, smart in your conversations. And, you know, I I never took it as an insult. If anything, I was like, oh, here's my proof that I also am smart, just you know, I may not have the the master's degree or the, like I said, the PhD or that. But so I guess that for me helped me also understand is like when working with my clients is, you know, if that's what they're telling themselves is helping them rewrite it and reform their narrative to to move forward because everyone I think is smart in their own own way in their own capacity. There's not just one way. <laughs> yeah, very well said, and thank you for adding that in. That's really cool. Yeah, beautiful story. Thanks. So we'll we'll give you a space here. Like, what questions do you have of us and what we're up? I mean, the name of our podcast is the story in your head. What questions do you have for us about what we're doing? Sure. Well, first, I mean, a great question to ask is, you know, how, why this podcast, and and what's the meaning behind the the title? Go ahead, Ron. I see you looking at me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna toss the ball before you get a chance to toss it to me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and that's a prime example of why we have the title in our of our yeah, podcast. Absolutely. So our purpose is for the podcast is for people to meet us and to meet others who have 
listen to that story in their head. The story in their head that says that they're not enough, not smart enough, not fast enough, not strong enough. This is not me. I'm not the right person. It's not going to happen. And it's all that fear that over the last 200,000 years for humans has worked out really well, but it's not relevant anymore. It maybe hasn't been relevant for you know, thousands of years, but we still have that. We have that story in our head the whole time telling us what we're afraid of. So we call it the story in your head because we're looking at what are those stories in our head and we're looking for our own examples, but also others' examples where they've been able to address those stories in their head and to keep acting, to keep producing, to, to challenge on what their story says to them and still produce what is their dream. Right. Easier said than done, as we know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifelong practice. That's that's what I could say. And, and Ron's like, it's a great example. The, the first thing is like, oh, my God. Ron is, is the founder and the creator of Macklin Connection. What if I get it wrong? Now, now, I've been at this for a while and there is no right and wrong, but absolutely that pops in my head, right? And, and that fear piece. And I've always thought of fear as my superpower because I had to name it that way so that I could create a new story around it, mm-hmm. right? To say, if it's my superpower, then how can I make it that? And so that's what I've been, I work every, almost every minute of my day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that story that's in our head, that's always going to make up that fear, never going to go away. But when we notice it and we talk about it, and what we've noticed is the more powerful people we hang out with, the more they're open to talking about their fears, which common sense would say, well, no, they don't have any fears. No, they have fears. Everybody does. They talk about them. They let them out. Yes. And, And then the power of that fear goes away. And so that's why we're creating the space of the podcast is for other people to hear all those spaces where people have fears and they talk about them and they keep acting. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of things that I go through with my clients exercises and it's about weighing out or taking inventory of, you know, fear versus regret. What's scarier regretting never trying or staying in the fear of it? Cause fear, fear, you can get overcome fear. It's what, you know, the whole purpose of this, per, this, podcast as well as the work that I do is that you can overcome fear in so many ways, but regret could last forever if it's not dealt with. So that's great. And, and how, how do you, like, how do you describe regret? So the listeners have the same understanding you have. Sure. Regret is just feeling bad. This gnawing feeling that you should have done something when you were thinking of it or having the thought that you know, why didn't I do this? And a lot of it happens when we don't act on something. And sometimes we can even find ourselves thinking about it years later. And that's kind of the worst because usually what happens too is that years later, you start thinking, well, forget it, I'm this much older now, or (laughs) life has changed to this aspect. So maybe it's not, maybe I shouldn't do it, but it's still not like nags at you. And there was still that gnawing feeling of like, oh, maybe I should have, or at least should have explored it more. Thank you. Any other questions or thoughts for us, Catherine? Sure. I mean, the, the work that you guys do, like what led you to this? So obviously you have your own stories, but what led you to having the podcast? Do you want me, I'll, I'll, I'll go first on this one. (laughs) And then Ron, you can add in your piece. So for me, the podcast was to get the story out, 
right? It's a medium and a mechanism to get it beyond the people that you meet just every day. And the the opportunity for this podcast to be listened by really anybody in the world that can get to it was pretty enticing. Now, that didn't mean that it didn't have to overcome some fear to get there. And, and Ron and I both laugh, right? This is not something when we, when we first started, certainly, and still there to some extent, that I didn't wake up in the morning and say, yes, it's a podcast day. I can't wait to do this, right? Because it takes a lot of, for me, I'm not enough. Why would people want to listen to me, right? All these stupid stories that come up in my head. But then the more and more I listen to people that have listened to our podcast and say, hey, that made a difference for me. Hmm. There's not a better motivator to keep going, right? And to ask them questions of what would you like to hear about, right? What are some of the things that would be helpful to you? And so for me, that's why I keep podcasting. And Ron's an, an awesome partner to do this with. And, and we explore a lot of different things together. And I learn from each one of these, which makes it worthwhile to me. Mm-hmm. So what is your relationship, Ron and Michelle? <laughs> well, we met a long time ago in some leadership programs that we mm. had worked in and probably didn't talk to each other for a while. And then when I left my corporate job, I don't remember the trigger, but we reconnected again. And I was looking for something probably along this lines to for my second career or whatever you want to call it. And it fit perfectly. I don't know. That's from my side, Ron. How did, how did it work out for you? So thanks. So we, we met. Well, you and I both were still working at different corporate jobs in different industries and everything was different. And then about four years ago, quite four years ago, I, I left any kind of corporate or business world and started you know, my own company, of which I knew it would not be something I'd want to do alone. But it was not something I wanted to join somebody else's company. And so when Michelle showed up, like one, I already knew who she was. But I didn't really. I mean, I knew of her from how we've interacted and things we'd worked on before, but I didn't know where her passions were or what she was up to or what she wanted to produce for the rest of the world. And this working together first, like as a part of what we call Macklin Connection, created a space for us to be in the looking at how can we get what we're up to out to the world. And podcast was not something that went like, oh, we'll just do a podcast. This will be really great. No. It was more of a, what are the different medians and which ones would we be best at? And yeah, there was a lot of stress for us around the whole fear, right? Around learning how to do it, how to get the equipment, how to get the right space and all the things. And then we found a coach and then he told us how uh, I told me like all the things you weren't doing right and uh, how to go through the editing and how to make it be professional, but then also how, how to get going forward. And the first ones we recorded, you know, like three people listened to, right? And we're right. like, wow, that made a difference. Yeah. Your sister, brother. <laughs> I think there were just three of us, uh, us listening to it three times. Okay. <laughs> and like now it's it's starting to ramp up and go on and, and you get people talking about it and they go, yeah, once I heard one, I went back and listened to all of them. And I was mm. oh, really? And we go, yeah. And uh, we've had actually had some people say to us that uh, the podcast is as good as being coached. Nice. And so for us, we go that like, that's our purpose is to help people see things. Yes. Um, and I'll, I, I, that's like what we tell the world. Right. But the other part is, this is a great place to learn. Mm-hmm. Michelle and I, like when we work through things, when we bring on guests, when we do all the space, we're learning as much as anybody mm-hmm. as we do the podcast, as we bring people in, as we share with others. 
So it's a way to learn and it's a way to share what we're learning for others. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, it reminds me of like when you ask about, you know, how did I find my purpose? And when I was saying like, I was sort of dissecting, like, what are all the things that flow with me and resonate with me and what I'm passionate about? And thinking even early on in my 20s, I mean, I would have friends, even though I hadn't figured it out myself, I also had friends that were, you know, in the same boat going, gosh, what do I do? Like, what do I know? I studied this at school, but what do I really want to do? And me being just a learner and an intuitive person, I'd always imagine what these, you know, my friends or those I was speaking with, what they would be good at just naturally. And I remember one time specifically, you know, one of my friends coming out of university and really sort of struggling with what direction and giving her a book. And it was a book called What Color Is My Parachute? And it was a book around helping you find that path to purpose. And so I guess, you know, I think I've known all along an extent of what my my purpose is because I was always intuitive to share with people what I saw them mostly resonating with or doing. And, it, you know, not to say that they all did what I said or it wasn't a telling situation. It was more just, have you ever considered this? And, you know, and, and through my life as well, just helping others when they've wanted to move careers and they're like, you know, I, I have zero expertise or zero experience in this industry or in this level of role. So I'm not going to apply for it. And I'd always be like, why not? And naturally, again, I'd go back to that dissecting of like, let's find the facts in your life that actually feed into what this role is looking for, this industry is looking for. And let's create that story, that narrative for you to be able to go for it. And I have a few examples of people that did that and were so grateful and actually like I didn't think I was doing anything all that helpful for them but you know to have them come back and say wow thank you so much because I never would have gone on that path unless you had helped me reconsider it and now I'm in this role that I love and thanks so much so I think that that's a lot of what I started to draw from my own dissection of my own life and figuring out things that I was naturally doing all along great thank you Catherine is there Anything you'd like to share with our listeners about what's coming up with you or, or anything or how to reach out to you? Sure. I do have a website. It's katherinemccourt.com. And on there, you'll see I have an events page. So I do hold monthly workshops, both for personal stuff. One is called Ignite Your Soul. So it really is about finding your purpose. We start diving into tips on how to start doing that. And then the second workshop is more of a professional one, and it's called Selling with Soul. So that is for those individuals who are in sales or want to approach sales or running their own business and looking for a sales development. It's a way of helping them sell from a place of purpose, so purpose-driven sales. And then I also have my podcast, which is called Fearless Future with Catherine McCourt. Um, And on there, I talk to transformational leaders as well as holistic healers um, and bring my own um, coaching aspect to it to help others just create transformation in their life and have the confidence to do it. And yeah, I do local in-person workshops, but I also do online. So wherever you are in the world, if you can make the times that are on the events page, then come and join. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So Catherine, thank you for being on our podcast today. Is, is there anything, any last things you want to share? Just if you're somebody out there who's feeling like you're fearful or holding back, really take a moment and consider 
You know, what is the true reason that you are holding back or what is truly that fear? And if it's unknown, I, I recommend you start exploring it a little further. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you all for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Not only does it help the show, but we'd love to hear from you. If you have a minute, share your feedback. Thank you all, and we'll see you next time.